We had our first official look at Tiny Toons Luniversity, so of course you realize this means podcast. Are you ready, eager young space cadet? Meep, meep. I call a supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello, I'm Jonathan Graves, and if you're tiny or toony or just a little bit loony, then you've come to the right place. When something means podcast, it really means we must podcast about it. Whatever the looniverse throws at us and whatever comes our way, including this giant anvil-sized trailer filled with goodies, it was so magical to see the Tiny Toons back in action, if you will, and running around, going to college, seeing the classic characters be their professor selves, teaching these up-and-coming freshmen the ins and outs of being funny, animated comedy, different antics, and just overall loony. I cannot wait to see what this show entails. So I went to an expert. I went to YouTube to see who would be the best to talk about Tiny Toons with. And of course, one name rose to the top very quickly. And of course, that's Black Nerd Comedy, Andre. Andre, hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for that nice intro. Uh, I, I I don't know if expert just means that I didn't go outside when Tiny Toons was on and watched it every afternoon. If that if that's considered expert, then hey, yeah, I did a good job. So, uh, but yes, thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> of course. Uh, it is my pleasure to have you. It is a, a thrill to talk about Tiny Toons with you. I know that you did your own trailer breakdown, yes. which I thought was awesome. You went through every detail, every little character that we saw in the widest of angles yeah the, the, the frame like, by oh, frame <laughs> yeah it's funny because like people do that with like marvel trailers and dc trailers and yeah. stuff and i'm just like I'm, i didn't read as many comic books as much as i watch cartoons so i'm like hey you guys have your fun but when that tiny two trailer i was like all right let's break it down here's all the characters i see or i think i see so you know everyone everyone brings yeah. their specialty when they need it right <laughs> And there's some deep cuts. There we are. Have Cat, or a variation of, and Merlin the Magic Mouse. We're going to get yeah. into it. Yeah, let's get but into it. first, I wanted to mention the fact that Tiny Toons Adventures, the classic 90s series that we grew up on, that we love, the reason why we're here today, because we have such an admiration for, is not on Hulu anymore. And therefore, really hard to find. <laughs> so it's funny. So we, um, John and I have talked about bringing me on the podcast. I feel like forever. Uh, uh, back back when back Four when years. Max was HBO Max. <laughs> back when <laughs> you know we've been on it for a while, just a little bit of time. Yeah. So so we we were like we got to do something with Tiny Tunes, especially with the new series coming out. So we we he he sent me the. Uh, to me all the info of like what we're going to talk about and i was like all right i had it all set i was like on my couch had my lunch turned on hulu was like let's watch it and then boom i was like wait there's no there's no tiny tunes here so i had to luckily <laughs> luckily i have the like the dvd set that came out years ago i still have that i still own that this is why you're the expert. So, <laughs> this is why I came hey, I, I, had, I had to be prepared. <laughs> Physical media is still out there, y'all. Uh, so I, I was able to watch it on that. But I, but I did find out that you can buy, like, I think the first half of the season on Prime. And the movie is on Prime. And what's really nice is that Night Goolery 
is on there because I don't know if I think Night Ghoulery may have gotten a VHS release, but I don't know if they've ever got a DVD. Like when they made the DVD sets, I don't think they ever put right, Night Ghoulery right. or Spring Break special on there because those were later. Um, so you you can purchase oh, fascinating. them. Fascinating. Yeah, but but yeah, they they I remember there was like Tiny Toons, Pinky and the Brain, uh, Pinky O'Meara the Brain, and Animaniacs yeah. were all on Hulu. And then yeah, Tiny Toons is they like, were. No more. <laughs> and where'd they go? Yeah. So I have I have an optimistic theory and a pessimistic theory. <laughs> I have more of an optimistic theory, so I think we're gonna share that. But what is? Oh, which one do you start with? Optimistic. Optimistic. Or... <laughs> yeah. My, let's start. Let's start positive, right? My optimistic theory is that they are probably going to put them on Max. Uh, yeah. d- this actually happened. Uh, this is complete, another part of my brain. This actually happened with the TGIF shows like Family Matters and Full House and Hang on Mr. Cooper. Because like, they used to be on Hulu. But then when HBO oh, okay. Max became a thing, eventually they left Hulu and went over to Max because they're even though they were aired on ABC, they were Warner Brothers shows. So eventually those shows made it to HBO Max. So my example was Clone High. So Clone High is coming back. Yes. With a new season, and it was recently moved from Netflix over to HBO Max. Yeah, and so now you can watch the first season of Clone High before the new season drops. Makes sense. So again, yeah, same idea. So yes, that's why I think. So that's my optimistic theory is that they're maybe going to put Tiny Tunes, all the Tiny Tunes, on Max when this new series comes out. Because even yeah. though it is going to air, I think on Cartoon Network as well, it's also supposed to be on Max. So it just kind of makes sense uh, to do that. Totally you know? synergy. Yeah. But company synergy. <laughs> However, <laughs> what's the pessimistic version? Well, I don't. It, it, it's hard to say now it's because gone we, it's gone forever. It never existed. <laughs> you never saw Tiny Toons in the nineties. No, <laughs> it, just, it just neuralized all of us. It was like we never saw it. Never existed. No, Steven Spielberg's going to come to your house and burn your DVDs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Steven Spielberg presents silence. <laughs> no, um. No, I'm only saying this jokingly because I I feel like with Tiny Toons, and we don't know yet because the show's not out yet. We've all got the trailer, and there was some stuff at Comic Con last year, so we still don't know. But it seems like that Tiny Toons, more so than Animaniacs, is they are kind of pushing it as like this is a reboot, reboot. Whereas where Animaniacs was like a reboot that was also still kind of a continuation. So, um, so you know, that's my only possibility like well they want to put more emphasis on the new show but i feel like if you got that library why not you know it just kind of makes sense i just hope they do come back in some digital form on some service because it's a great show it's just it's a wonderful series that i grew up with and still watch on occasion so i just now have to do it through dvd yeah (laughs) and not everyone that has hbo max or max now has hulu and so a lot of kids out there were not getting access to tiny tunes anyway Right. So now if they bring it over and combine the new series with the old one, as far as availability is concerned, then you have a whole new audience that will be able to grow up with, you know, both versions. And I think that's a win-win for the property. Yes. Although there might be some differences between the old and the new version. (laughs) We'll get there. there. (laughs) But... But yes, I do agree <laughs> because I, I I think that's what's not, that's what excites me about this when I saw that trailer is is that mm-hmm. yeah there are some some changes to the character designs like their clothes are a little bit different because I think they're trying to play them up as a little bit older like Acme University feels like it's a college now I keep calling it uh the, the cartoon version of a different world but but it's like <laughs> but it's like they they definitely seem to be doing that. 
but they still have the designs that are very close to the original characters like Buster and Babs. Like they still look like Buster and Babs. They just look a little bit older, a little bit different. Plucky looks the same, but he has like a different outfit. And so does Hampton. Uh, Sweetie has a little bit of a, of a change uh, in design. Yeah. But, you know, most of them look very similar. They really kept the coloring. Yeah, the colors feel similar and stuff yeah. like that. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's going to be very possible to watch the old series and enjoy that for what it is. And then watch the new series and enjoy that for what it is. Um, but, yeah, but it's all a part of, I guess, the now Tiny Toons. Would Tiny Toons now have its own multiverse? Would they be like <laughs> the Tiny Tooniverse? <laughs> Everything has a multiverse. <laughs> Well, we're in the Looniverse. That's so right, we are. Let's let's expand. We actually got introduced to that terminology at Comic-Con last year. Oh, nice. And that was where we learned that Ashley Hairston is going to be voicing Babs. And so far, that is the only confirmed voice actor we have for this series. Yes. So it's very curious as to who is going to be playing. I mean, the other titular bunny uh with buster bunny but also all the other characters are we going to get the looney tunes cartoons crew coming over are we going to get you know original voice actors from tiny tunes coming over we don't know but we're very excited to keep you updated about that as well as find out for ourselves and just revel in the legacy of these characters and who gets to voice them and and just continue on with this franchise that we love so dearly so yeah um yeah it's gonna be great i know ashley harrison comes over from craig the creek and she's doing phenomenal work over there great show by and the way. uh uh yeah it's, it's a phenomenal show and i feel like it's not getting seen enough so any chance i get i always talk about it but yeah it's it's a wonderful show and um if you haven't seen it check it out yes. it's on hbo Watch craig the creek. <laughs> yeah and i think i think they like play it on loop from time to time on like a, like a live youtube channel like like cartoon network's official youtube channel because i think they got some new episodes yeah. coming out so they're i think they're really kind of pushing it and you know i i'm guessing these are maybe the last ones i don't know but you know i um yeah i think they they mentioned that uh, is that the series is coming to a yeah close. it's a great show it, um, it, i love that important. show because it um it literally reminds me of like my growing up, like we used to have in some of my neighborhoods, we used to have like little creeks or little just like grass areas that people in the neighborhood would hang out and you would kind of have your, your different clicks and stuff like that. We never built cardboard robots or anything, but we, but, but like just kind of <laughs> hanging out with your crew in that area uh, to sort of kill the time before the sun went down before the street lights came on. I like, it just, it hits me a lot uh, that series. So um, I've been binging a lot of it. Um, totally. And so, yeah, I highly recommend that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, also... so Ashley's playing Babs. Yes. And and we, we know that we have some returning characters. So Buster's coming back. Yes. Uh, Beeper's coming back. Uh, Calamity is coming back. I mean, all of our favorites are coming yeah. back. Yeah, there, uh, there was a... They have a bigger role, I think. Yeah, there was a poster that came out, I think, during Comic-Con. At that, and it showed, like, mm -hmm. pretty much all the main characters from the original from the original series were going to be there. Cause I know there was some thoughts about like, Oh, are we going to get, you know, Montana max or Elmira or any of those. And it seemed like at least in that poster now in the trailer, we only saw some of the characters, but what I thought was very interesting just from that trailer is, you know, we figured we'd see Buster, Babs, Plucky, Hampton, uh, sweetie. Uh, you know, we got some yeah. calamity and a little beeper in there, but then there was like some random ones where I was like, wow, these are some deep. Cause like I saw foul mouth at one point, which I appreciate foul mouth was a cool character. Um, Marsha, the Martian who I think was only in like one episode of the original tiny tunes. 
Uh, yeah, I didn't even remember her. Yeah, she like yeah, it was it was like they did like a basically like a Duck Dodgers spoof. It was like Plucky was like oh. Duck Dodgers Junior or something like that. And then uh, gotcha, so gotcha. they had Marvin the Martian, and then Marsha was like his niece or something like that. But um, from what I recall, I haven't seen the episode in a while, but that, that's why I believe it was. But uh, but yeah, I just thought that was random to be like, okay, that character is there. Um, so it was just nice to see that they have they're pulling out some variety of characters from the original series. So I'm I'm hoping that we see them all. Man, Alfifi was up in there. Dizzy Devil was in there. Um, I'm trying to think who else I remember seeing. I did like the whole Lola Bunny. Lo- yeah, and then as far as the staff, yeah, I was gonna say that as far as the staff, you have Lola Bunny. Which is really cool because she wasn't Making she wasn't appearance. yeah she wasn't created yet <laughs> and when the original Titans was out so yeah that's cool that they're making yeah. her part of the staff uh the faculty so yeah I just I just yeah and I love that like Wally Coyote was in it as like the science teacher seemed like he's like a science teacher or something which makes perfect sense I love it uh so yeah so Furball was in the was in there which I thought was really cool uh so so let's let's get into the trailer yeah and uh, just start talking about some of the visuals that we have. And I love how it's set up as a college, like a university orientation video. <laughs> yeah. Come earn your tune degree at Acme University. <laughs> if you ever watch late night television, uh, you probably have seen a commercial for like DeVry or ITT Tech. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what this that's what this trailer <laughs> reminded me of so much. I was like, this is one of those like, hey, you wanna you wanna have a new career in cartoons? <laughs> Go to go to Acme University. So here's all the classes we have. <laughs> they had like the list of classes and stuff. So I thought it was a really cool way of uh, of just sort of teasing the show. It doesn't tell us too much yet, but I thought that was a really cool style to do uh, do the trailer. Yeah, totally. It was very creative, and it like really brought you in. Obviously, they have an announcer as well that's apart from the characters uh, in- inviting you into the university, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And they also reveal the Acme logo, the Luniversity logo, uh, which was established in 1933. And it has a shield on it, the classic WB outline of a shield. Yeah. And it has an anvil, a uh, a boxing glove on a spring, <laughs> classic, yes. a mallet, and a bomb. And it says, factum addictum nostrum. Uh, I don't know what that means, but it <laughs> sounds perfect for a fake university yeah. tech or like slogan. No, I thought, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I, I love the detail. And then also, uh, Warner Brothers sent out these fake like university admittance letters, and I was very fortunate of, of getting one. Oh, nice. And it runs down that, um, thank you, and that Granny is the dean. And she has admitted you into becoming a tune. And uh, I love the fact that it says, don't let the, the fact that you didn't apply stop you from joining us. <laughs> now you've been admitted. I didn't get I didn't get admission. So is there like a financial aid that I can get to get to the <laughs> University? Do they have a do they have a human <laughs> affirmative action program that I can sign up for? <laughs> You know, I know, right? Is there an athletic admission or uh, <laughs> athletic uh, ad- <laughs> uh, scholarship? Yeah, yeah. I like, um, I like I the Acme Blue scholarship. And uh, I have so many people hitting me up, like, "How do I? How do I get one of these?" Um, I'm going to look into it and see if I can get all of the followers to uh, the podcast one of these because they're awesome. It's a really fun detail, and and I just love it so much. If I have to go to FedEx and make copies, <laughs> that's what I will do. Wait, are you? Are you um, did you just admit you're going to make fake admission forms? <laughs> 
for a fake university? Yes. That's what a tune would do. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one of the buildings. I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in the Mary Melodies building so I can let my uh so I can automatically get in. <laughs> I love that building. I, I love the design of all these buildings. Yeah. So we, we get introduced to a tunneling and popping out of the ground Buster and Babs Bunny as they are celebrating being at Acme Lou University. Codename Acme Lou. Yes. <laughs> We're just going to call it Acme, Acme Lou. Acme Lou. Yeah, yeah. Less of a tongue twister. That's what the cool kids And uh, yeah, yeah. And then you have statues of Bugs and Daffy right out front. Perfect. And fun fact, the statues of Bugs and Daffy were right outside of Warner Brothers for many years mm -hmm. until they brought them inside out of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing a WB um, studio tour like when I first moved out here and I remember them having the statues there. So that was nice there. I also love the yeah. uh, the statue in the trailer of Tweety having like this sort of like buff chest. <laughs> like, like everyone else's statue is accurate, but that like, Tweety <laughs> just has this big bodybuilder <laughs> statue. Um that was, that was neat. That's funny. I'm looking at it right now. I was I was thinking they actually got rid of his body, and those are his feet. So it's like his head and then his big feet. Oh, is that what that is? I, I thought it was like a buff. I, That's what I thought he was like being all like. <laughs> I I made a buff uh buff outfit, but yeah, you're you're probably right. I didn't notice that. So I just liked that it also had the uh the the tot was like tot ta tat as his um statue engraved. Yes, because we haven't seen Tweety show up in this. It could be Tweety is swole. Tweety could be swole. <laughs> in Tiny Toons University, just out of nowhere, Tweety is swole. <laughs> and that statue was outside of the Looney Poetry class. Yes. Um, and then we have this really great reel. It's an old-timey reel of the classic tunes. Major in topics that really matter while studying under our esteemed faculty and alumni. And the Bugs is playing the piano. Yeah. Yosemite Sam is like jumping up and down behind it. You have Granny, Daffy, Taz, Foghorn, Leghorn, and Yosemite, or and Wiley Coyote, uh, all the professorial staff that you're going to find at this at this university. Yeah. And uh, who's going to teach the tunes how to be tunes? I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I just like the sort of the, the sort of bouncy animation style like they have in that specific shot and also other shots in this. You know, like you never know with newer cartoons what kind of the style is going to be because they're obviously animation is done differently now than when it was in the 90s. And so I, I feel like they found a nice blend, what I could tell from this trailer of it feels like a newer cartoon, but it has the design and the yeah. style and even some of the fluid effects that you would see from like an older cartoon. I felt the Animaniacs reboot did a, did a good job at that as well. So that was just really nice. Like I said, it, it, it gave me nostalgic vibes watching. It didn't feel like it was like a complete redesign. It just felt like a, sort of an upgrade uh, with newer Absolutely. technology. Yeah. yeah. And also, I know some of the staff, uh, the storyboarding staff from Jellystone went over to Tiny Pooh. Oh, nice. And so, so the animation uh, is going to have a bit of that flair to it as well. And I know some of that was directed by Kareen Ingle um, on the Jellystone side. And that's kind of where they landed with um, Granny because I thought Granny's look reminded me of her Granny and King Tweety. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that retro, but like pop fresh new adventure style Granny uh, back from vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it's all refreshed <laughs> and ready to go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you want to create your own can, uh, I would say this Granny is straight back from that uh, dog island that she visited in King Tweety. <laughs> nice. Acme Lou is responsible for shaping the greatest tune since 1933. You're welcome. 
We've got everything to aid in your education. Large dormitory halls, a great campus meal plan, a state-of-the-art toonie ball field, and a library problem. We have a classroom setting, and we have Plucky and Calamity behind Buster and Babs. Everyone is rooting. Everyone is excited. And we're excited to see what they're learning, what they're doing. Uh, then we have another building, which is called Fudd Hall. And obviously, it has a statue of Elmer Fudd behind it. Yes. And again, just the the animation here is really great. You have Babs opening a door and a scream being yelled out and her face is flying back. Yeah. I don't know what's happening I think there. It, I think I heard some music. So I have a, I have a theory about that. I have a theory about that. We'll see if it's true. Oh, not, okay. I can say it's true. Because it's telling there was also some music playing. I think. Yeah. I think that might be our introduction to Sweetie Pie. To Sweetie Bird. I don't, I don't know if it's be Sweetie Pie or Sweetie Bird. But I feel like. Because just from the design okay. of Sweetie. that They, they kind of gave her a newer design. And she kind of has like a. Almost kind of like a, looks like a like kind of a punk rock look. So I have a feeling yeah. that might be the introduction of like maybe their roommates or something because it's college or, or something like that. But that that's my that was the theory I had when I saw it. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's like the introduction that. like that. to Sweetie. We'll see. We'll see. I could be completely wrong. <laughs> come back, come <laughs> back and listen to this after the show comes out and go, Andre, you were completely wrong. Or Andre, you were absolutely right. You're a tiny and also two she... Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. That's that's what I need more of. A two Stradamus. Give, give me some predictions. Yeah. <laughs> two Stradamus. <laughs> that um, I love how they actually gave Sweetie Pie a bigger role in this. So we're actually going to see her interact more with the main group as they go to Lou Brew, as they hang out together. And I'm obviously like Tiny Toons didn't stay at the elementary school. Like they branched out, they went on different adventures outside of there. I mean, they even journeyed to the center of the earth. Yeah. You know, I really hope that they do get away from the university here and there. However, to, to contradict what I just said, um, <laughs> there are buildings that are uh, underwater submerged or filled with water to where they could have an underwater adventure within a building Yeah, or something like that. So I don't know. We'll see. But I think that there's possibility there for adventures to happen on campus as well as off. I feel like that's definitely possible. But I think what will be interesting with this show, because it seems like they are, I mean, the fact that it's called Tiny Toons University, they're obviously centering it around the school uh, even more so with this one. So I feel like there could be a little bit more expansion because I did like those episodes of Tiny Toons where they explored what they were learning Um in, in various classes and, and how they that would sort of harken back to callbacks to classic Looney Tunes, either actual shorts or just specific styles. I remember from those shorts. So I thought that was a nice way to sort yeah. of bridge the old and the new. So I feel like if they're still kind of playing with that formula a little bit more and they're, and expanding upon that, I think that could be fun. Yes, obviously I would love to see any kind of adventure they go on, but I think it would be neat to now maybe incorporate, well, how do they learn these specific things in the university and then do they now actually use some of those techniques uh, in, in the world? Because I remember there was like an episode of the original series um, where Babs went to Wacky Land. And like early in that yes. episode, they learned about if long as you look up when you're walking over a, 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 a cliff, you won't fall until you look down. And so they actually have to use that ability to get out of Wacky Land by the end of the episode. So I, I just always love when they do stuff like that, you know? I totally remember that episode. <laughs> that was one of my favorites 
as, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's perfect cartoon logic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that's that's what I always loved about it. It's like the teaching of cartoon logic. Uh, it's just always a cool concept. So I think that's something we can keep playing with with this series. Here at Acme Lou, we take our toon studies very seriously. So next we have the introduction of a skateboarding chef, Lola Bunny. Yes. She is, I guess, like baking a pie or doing something with dough where she's rolling a mallet over it. Yeah. And she is surrounded by flour. So I don't know what she's baking and I don't know who's voicing her, but she definitely looks to be having a lot of fun in the kitchen. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what she serves up. Yeah. Both comedically and in the plot. It seems like, particularly with this whole um, WB 100th anniversary and the Acme Fools uh, campaign mm. that they were doing, it seems like Lola's getting a lot of a lot of presence right now. Because they're doing these whole things. Yeah. You know about this. But like, there's this whole mashup series that they're doing with the Looney Tunes are playing other characters like Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones, and stuff like that. And so Lola's been in all of those shorts. And so it's just kind of mm. neat to see that, uh, you know, that we're just seeing a lot of her in Looney Tunes stuff. Because we, they say, I feel like they've always used her, obviously, for Space Jam. And then she was in a Looney Tunes show. But it seems like whenever there's other Looney Tunes stuff, you don't see her very often. But it seems like they're now trying to make her a prominent character, which kind of makes sense. Because, you know, introducing her in the 90s and thinking about the time that's passed instead, there are people who have grown up with Lola the same way that we grew up with Bugs, Daffy, Porky, and all of them. So, like, I just think that's interesting right. that she's kind of, like, leveling up <laughs> to, 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 to full-time <laughs> tune, you know? And and Well, she's been leveling up for a minute because she has a new presence on Bugs Bunny Builders. Yes, that's the other one, yeah. an architect. Yeah. Yes, and it is a phenomenal preschool series. And then you also had Lola Bunny be endeared to a lot of people through the Looney Tunes show, which was a completely different take on the character. Yeah. And Kristen Wiig just injected her comedy into it. Um, but like Lola Bunny has been a presence, but it has been a a random presence and one that is a little inconsistent. Right. So when you get Lola Bunny, you really don't know what you're going to get until the writers are like presenting it to you. Yeah. So it will depend on how they treat her is to, is to what capacity she's going to be comedic or more plot driven in here. So right. we don't know how she's used but I'm hoping that it's really comedic and, and that she's a standout character here. Yeah, that'd be great. Because I love her design. I think her design is really fun. Yeah, that's why I feel like it's, I feel like that they're coming to like a very like specific design for her outside of what they used for uh, for Space Jam of, you know, which is not that far of a difference, but like, it's very much like they're making, I don't know that it's a weird way to say it, like they're making her feel like she fits in more with the Looney Tunes group as if she had been around for for a long time so it's like it's really neat so yeah but i totally agree with you it's like we get different types of lolas we get basketball lola we get we get looney tune show lola <laughs> uh so yeah i'm curious what this what this version will be like and how and how involved that character will be as well as all the other characters i mean like that happens with bugs and daffy and some of them as well it's like they they've always been characters that have been able to mold to whatever short you wanted to make you know daffy sometimes is the very wacky zany <laughs> Daffy and then sometimes he's the my mind selfish Daffy you know so uh you know so you never know you never know what you expect with those and we love both versions of Daffy oh yeah I love all of the it. record uh, yeah all of it yeah it's it's like yeah it, it it it's all the characteristics of that of that character over time um but it's just nice to see the bugs also had different styles based on you know it's always sometimes based on who directed the shorts 
you know, what kind of angle they want to play. Um, Wally yeah. Coyote has talked before. <laughs> as a super genius, you know, so it's like, you never know. You never know what to expect. Fun fact about that uh, is that his second outing, uh, his literal second appearance was him with Bugs talking. Oh, really? And as kids, as kids were... And kind of indoctrinated to like the Wiley Coyote Roadrunner formula, yes. where it's silent. But in in the chronology of them releasing them and the, the the way the studio wanted them, he he needed to talk because there was such a wealth of writing in the staff. And the producer the producer uh, Leon Schlesinger was like, I really want him to be a part of that. I want him to talk. And so in the second appearance, Wiley Coyote has that super genius persona. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. I always thought that was a later thing. I I always saw him as the silent pulling out the signs when you need to talk, chasing the roadrunner. So, yeah, I did too. Yeah. I was right there with. But him. I always loved it about Calamity <laughs> Coyote. Yeah, uh, um, in Tiny Toons, I love that. Just anytime he tried to talk, because I think there was one time he uh, there was a bit where he was trying to use the phone, but he's like holding the sign. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always fun. Which they actually use in Looney Tunes yeah. back in action. Uh, he gets on the phone and then raises a sign. Hello. <laughs> Going back to the trailer, we had a really cool retro play with a game-like setup where you have Buster and Plucky having a pizza competition. Yes. Uh, who can eat the most pizzas? And it reminded me of the Looney Tunes wacky sports game for the SNES, which I played to death. I love that game. And the fact that they're incorporating these kind of sports moments into the series means that they really went back and like saw what worked with these characters. Oh, yeah. And one of those things is sports. Yeah. The the thing that got me the most excited when watching this trailer was they showed a clip that looks like they're going to have a football episode. And I was like, that's amazing because one, um, there was actually a football episode in the original Tiny Toons, the Acme Bowl, which is a really good episode. Yes. Um, but then also in the Super Nintendo game, Buster Bust Loose, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures, there's a whole s- stage where you play football. You like are just trying to get to the end goal and you got Perfecto Prep stopping you. And so literally you have to keep getting a first down until eventually you make it to the end goal. And that's how you beat the level, which I always thought was such an inventive way to do a level because it's a platforming game for the most part. And then just all of a sudden in the middle of it, you're playing football using the same techniques that you would use in the platforming. So that was really smart. So it's just like, sort of, I love that it's kind of this tradition now with Tiny Toons. You make a new Tiny Toons, <laughs> football's got to be in there somewhere. And fun fact, they're going to call it Toonie Bowl. Uh, oh. This was revealed in that acceptance letter I got. Okay. It says that uh, to be furious on the gridiron while playing Toonie Bowl. Uh, so we know that Buster is going to be one of those athletes that gets signed up for a role on the team. Nice. Which makes perfect sense for Buster, I think. Yeah. He was always boisterous. He was always, you know, into sports. So makes sense. Yeah, Absolutely. Which is a rare thing in a cartoon. <laughs> <Does it make sense? laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that very next shot is uh, of the Toonie Bowl being played with the rhinoceros team and Buster and the, I, I don't know if I can call them Toon Squad, but they are a set of tunes. <laughs> Let's run some drills. <laughs> On the field, playing sports. <laughs> Um, so we have uh, Dizzy on the team, Sweetie, Fifi, and uh, the Sylvester cat uh, counterpart. What's, uh, what's this? Furball, thank you. Um, I knew that. 
<laughs> I go here. <laughs> so yeah, Furball is there too. And I just love the fact that they're incorporating all of the, the team and the, the main Looney Tunes or Tiny Tunes characters into the team. Mm. So that way you're invested and it's not like Buster and a bunch of randos. Right, right. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, but the Acme Bowl the same. The Acme Bowl had a, a, a couple of the characters uh, on the shot. And then they have, of course, the whole thing where Dizzy shows up as like the, the star player. So, yeah. So it's just, it's always nice. I mean, that's the thing that's just like with the Looney Tunes. That's what's great about the Tiny Tunes is that you can pretty much create any situation and then figure out what are the right tiny tunes to use for this scenario? So it seems like that this show is going to be playing into that as well, which is great. Totally. And I love that uh, Sweetie's on a rocket about to like crash into the field. <laughs> yeah. Like I have no idea what's going to happen here. Is it going to be like tune points or like loony points like they did in Space Jam 2? Oh, or are they actually going to play a game? <laughs> will every Warner Brothers property show up to watch the game is what I want to know. Like will we get oh, will we get the, the, who's in the, the Flintstones and the Jetsons and Scooby-Doo <laughs> and the Gremlins and the Mask and they're all back. The Nun or whatever. <laughs> Pennywise. Danny DeVito's Penguin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You don't really think you'll win, do you? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> That's it. Spe- I mean, speaking of Tiny Toons, the classic adventures, mm-hmm. you had a lot of references to Tim Burton's Batman, which was popular at the time. Mm-hmm. So are we going to get Batman references? And it's, is it going to oh. be the new Batman with... Oh, that um, would be really cool. Like a DC Universe... Yeah. Tiny Toons, yeah, because they all the DC yeah, because they had um they had Bat Duck, which uh was in one of the episodes we were we were uh, talking about earlier, um, and then there was an episode where they met the Just Us League of Super Tunes, yes, and uh yes, yeah, so they were able to like put specific characters with uh with different DC superheroes. So yeah, I mean that's the thing. Um, you know, Animaniacs did it a little bit. I I I would even love them to do it more, and I would love to see Tiny Toons possibly do the same. Is that's what's the advantage of having these reboot versions of these classic shows is that we want that style of humor, but now Mm -hmm. pop culture has changed. References have changed. What's popular has changed. And that was something that was very particular about Tiny Toons, especially as the show went on. Cause I think when the, when the show kind of first came out, it was very much let's do some of the classic Looney Tunes bits, but let's do like a nineties version of it or an updated version of it. But as the show progressed, you start seeing more and more, 90s pop culture references within tiny tunes because it just kind of makes sense all right these are the the teen versions of looney tunes let's have them sort of make fun of what's popular today the same way that looney tunes did with classic hollywood era you know they would always have caricatures and 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 things like that exactly so i think that'd be very fun you know i love to see them you know make fun of dc maybe even make fun of something like marvel or 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 any of that kind of stuff i don't know if any of that's going to happen but yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, obviously social media is now a big thing. What, 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 what's the, is there going to be like a Tiny Toons version of social media? <laughs> is there a Toon Twitter? Is there, is there a Toonstagram? Yeah, Toonstagram. <laughs> Toons to drama strikes yeah, again. Talk. <laughs> you see those Toon Talk videos? <laughs> Toon Talk, that's great. That's great. why does not that exist right. right now? I'm gonna go right. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, this is my um, application for the show. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write the Toon Talk episode. Warner Brothers and these characters do parody so well that it feels that it when it's absent, it feels absent. Mm-hmm. Like you need that to to happen. And yes, the 40s and the 50s did that with the classic Looney Tunes. Yeah, and then you even had a little bit of that in um wabbit and in 
the new Looney Tunes stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, it's definitely being brought back with like the modernization of the tunes in Looney Tunes cartoons, but there aren't really parodies. What you had with Tiny Tunes was Spielberg running rampant on everything that he could parody and everything that he loved about pop culture at the time. Yeah. That's why you have Night Goolery, which was a parody of uh, Night Gallery. Yeah. And you had like so, so many like wonderful little Easter eggs of like Jason showing up in the How I Spent My Summer Vacation yeah. or how, yeah. 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 And, and like just all of those little like moments, I think, are treasured even more so by fans because they really took the time to understand what was going on at the time and then incorporate it into the stories they were telling. Yeah. And there was obviously a lot of, uh, uh, of pot shots at the mouse. You feel like this is deja vu. A girl who thinks that she wants more. The music starts, you find that you are humming. It's okay, then it dawns on you. You've seen this story before. Now you're stuck and you know what is coming. Just the same old heroine. Just a rerun heroine. You've seen before. First I tuned an area. Again once more. Then I rang a bell. This music score. The Schlosker it will win. With the same old heroine. Because that was right in the middle of the Renaissance, you know, Little Mermaid had come out in '89, and the other movies were coming out, so there there was always some references to yeah. that. Um, there's a great episode of the original Tiny Toons that makes fun of one of my favorite, <laughs> other favorite cartoon shows, which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So they had an episode where Plucky was a fan of immature radioactive samurai slugs. Can I? Time to watch my favorite show. And now back to immature radioactive samurai slugs. Where? Immature radioactive samurai slugs. We love to trash criminals and slice and dice folks. We're totally radical, gnarly dudes. Cowabunga homeboys with nothing to lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like all of it, all of the references to that team is very much making fun of turtles and stuff like that. Just like how Animaniacs had a great Power Rangers episode, um, parody episode on Animaniacs. So that was really cool. So yeah, I like when they're able to do those types of things. I know sometimes it's tough. Because our our society, because of social media, because of entertainment, moves so much faster than it did back then. So it was possible for something to be popular long enough to have animation work on it for you know a year and still be relevant. It might be a little bit more difficult to do that <laughs> now. But I feel like there are there are definitely some franchises, some things that you know have have stood the test of time that you can make a reference to and people would still get it, even if it feels you know a little bit later. You know, like it, like if they somehow totally. make a, a SpongeBob joke. Or, or, you know, or, or like you said, or a DC or Marvel joke. I think that's still going to be relevant <laughs> by the time the show comes out. So, or Turtles. They can or, come back. I mean, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, everything that they, that was on when Tiny Toons was on in the 90s is pretty much on again. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it's all cyclical. It comes back. Yeah. It'll come back. <laughs> Just wait long enough. <laughs> that's it. That's no, it. No, totally. And hold and on, Road Rovers. Your time is coming. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm still rooting for you, Road Rovers. <laughs> Freakazoid, come on. We're going to bring you back. <laughs> oh, shout out to Freakazoid. What a great show. <laughs> so next in the trailer, we had a rundown of classes that they will be learning as far as comedic antics that they can take with them in real life. Mm-hmm. 
or in their cartoon life as it progresses, <laughs> such as painting tunnels to fool your foes, yeah. mockery with signage, banana pill placement, <laughs> whoopee cushion alternatives. I mean, who's teaching these? Is it all Wiley? <laughs> I don't know. There, there's some great classes, though. <laughs> Anvils 101. Of course. Surviving Explosions. And uh, Pie Making and Throwing. And then we cut to Wiley and uh, a visual gag happens where he is exploded with his own formula <laughs> and left in dust. Classic Wiley. Classic <laughs> Wiley Coyote. I, I just love the fact that he's the science teacher. Like yeah. anything, that, like he is Murphy's law, given the fact that he's like put in that situation. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the trailer continues and we get our first look at Daffy Duck mm -hmm. in his glory as a anvil is about to drop on his head <laughs> and then it does yep. <laughs> never not funny we've won every major academic award for tomfoolery enroll at acme university today and fulfill your potential uh they have the warner brothers logo and granny jumps out of the logo to start playing a it has a G on the end of it and it is an electric guitar so this is the first reveal of the Dean Granny in this. Mm -hmm. And obviously she's rocking Granny. Oh, of she's cool. She's hip. And her <laughs> design, again, looks like the King Tweety Granny where it's like a bit more modernized. Her line drawings are a bit more shiny. Uh, her hair comes off as like being styled in a certain way where it's not like the classic granny you know and love. Yeah. It's a bit of a hipster granny. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's very, uh, this, is, this is a show our age. It's very, it's very Mona from Who's the Boss. It's very, it's very, very, what a yeah. reference, what a pool, very, what a very pool. golden girls, <laughs> you know, cool granny, totally cool granny. Uh, so then we have a bunch of rocket play. We have Babs and Buster on a rocket. We have Hampton strapped to a rocket and his face <laughs> blowing back. And then we have Plucky doing some sort of yoga with a bomb on his head and then it goes off. And then we have, the randomest cameo in all of Looney Tunes ever. <laughs> cool Cat is here. Crazy. And it's not it's not Cool Cat because it's not an orange type right, of cat. Right. It is a pink or off pink uh, or like a, a slightly uh, light purple yeah. Cool Cat. And so this could be Cool Cat's nephew uh, taking a page from you know, the, the Martian family yeah. uh, going back to Tiny or it could be the like having that kind of relation or it could be a new character altogether. Yeah. Or, you know, or it could just be like a nice background gag. Like we don't know, you know, it's, it's hard to tell, but I just, I just thought that was very interesting because that's a very like unique time in the Looney Tunes history that sort of like it's Warner Brothers slash other companies doing uh, Looney Tunes cartoons, which happened a couple times. So yeah, and so usually when you had those different eras, they would always try to sneak in a new Looney Tune <laughs> or two uh, to see if they'll see if they'll stick. I don't think many of them did, uh, but they you know you still have it in there. But Cool Cat has been this random one that I remember those cartoons. Like when I saw that design, I was like, I remember that character. Obviously, I knew it was a different color, but. I remember I remember those cool cat cartoons. And I think also the Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries did reference mm -hmm. had some cool cat references. So yeah, so it's a it's a deep cut for sure. Um Merlin even more so because that was that was one of those weird ones where it's like I saw Merlin the Magic Mouse in this, knew that I knew him, mm -hmm. but didn't know what it was. 
And then you had mentioned it on your Instagram, I believe. And I looked it up and it was literally like, like a part of my brain exploded open that had Merlin in it. <laughs> That's me, second banana. The world's greatest magician. Because I had definitely seen those cartoons before, but just completely blanked until I looked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. With second banana and all this, I was like, I watched these. How nice. How nice. They used to show Luchis all the time back in the day, y'all. Like it just, it's it was just so funny how particularly in like the 80s and 90s, Looney Tunes was on like all the time. <laughs> so they would use it really was. they would use any cartoons they got. So whether it was theatrical shorts or these newer ones, they were just like, you're getting Looney Tunes somewhere. So yeah, Cool Cat was definitely around. Merlin the Mouse was definitely around. Daffy chasing after Speedy Gonzalez as opposed to Sylvester. That, that oh, was yeah. a bit, you know, like all those. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's known as the Bill Lava era, which is, that's the composer. So uh, it was Carl Stalling and uh, Milt Franklin really like developed the whole, you know, composing to animation and making, you know, the Wiley Coyote sounds of him falling and everything sound dynamic. Yeah. And so then Bill Lava came on in the 60s during the Freeling to Patty era, which we talked about the last episode. Oh. And I, I just love how they are pulling from these obscure Looney Tune eras. And they're like, you love this? Okay, well, appreciate this. And like, here's something we love or here's something that we grew up with. And we want you to have a new version of that for yourself. And as you said, Andre, like that actually, ver that, that actual character made appearances in other IP within the Looney Tunes franchise. But to see them here in a brand new IP in your face, like yeah. in a trailer, that is something that has never been done. So Alex Lovey actually created both Cool Cat and Merlin the Magic Mouse, which I think is fascinating because it wasn't just the era that they came from. It was the same guy. Yeah. They came from one guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, he worked with... He worked with Hanna-Barbera a lot. Oh. And so him coming over makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, you know, him working with Frizz Freeling to, you know, get these shorts out and, and Bob McKimson, who was still alive at the time, you know, it made, it made a lot of sense for him to be a part of that and for him to inject new life into Looney Tunes by making these kind of weird characters. I think it tracks and I think it's kind of fun yeah. because how many franchises do you get where a character comes along and is introduced and then there's such a, a bewildering moment around it, but then he's embraced, you know, yeah. because I feel like for a majority of Looney Tunes fans that I've watched this trailer, they're always like, whoa, deep cut Merlin, the magic mouse. That's awesome that he's here. And I'm the same way. Like I remember that mouse and I just, love the fact that they're pulling from that well and it just shows that there is admiration and love for you know that even the, the obscure characters that you may not remember right but then again the original tiny tunes is the same thing they had a episode where they talked about bosco and honey they made some differences to them uh oh yeah but they had a bosco and honey <laughs> there was an episode where they talked about foxy and roxy which were like the early uh cartoons that mary melodies that they did that were basically like Kind of like Mickey and Minnie, but you know, but like Warner Brothers version. So there was an episode of Tiny Toons, the original Tiny Toons, that did something with them, you know, trying to bring those characters back. So, so even the original series would always do that from time to time, do those deep cuts, or they would have references to other, um, 
two other uh, uh shorts from the back of the day. So yeah, so the fact that this is doing that with Cool Cat with Merlin Magic Mask with the freaking the minor bird popping up <laughs> randomly in the background, I think I saw somewhere. <laughs> like it's just it's just nice. It's, it it just goes to show you that the show is going to really look through the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes library and say like if if it's something that's been in Looney Tunes, no matter what era it's from it's possible for us. I'm just hoping that some of those characters actually end up being like legit. Like if they make like a tiny tunes version of cool cat, I think that would be hilarious. You know? <laughs> so, you know, why not? You know, like I, I, I would love to see them do, you know, if there's, I know they did a lot of Looney tunes into tiny tunes, but if there's still a character or two that doesn't have a tiny tune equivalent and they were to create one for the show, I think that'd be really neat. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, I think so, too. And uh, obviously, the place that where they're going to hang out at is called the Lou Brew. Yeah. And Dizzy works there somehow. Yeah. Somehow he doesn't <laughs> spill drinks. But I think it would be really cool to fill that bar area with a bunch of characters that we may be introduced to, you know, later on in the series. But like they start out as just background characters. So that way they're fun little Easter eggs to come back to. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of things to love about this. And then the trailer continues with a tongue-tied moment where you have Plucky, Hampton, Sweetie, and Babs and all tongue-tied. Don't know what that's about, but they're in front of a rainbow. Looks fun. Yeah. Then there's a pizza fountain <laughs> with Dizzy and Calamity. Yes. And then we get a, a Sniffles cameo with Fifi in the background, and Fifi is giving Sniffles some cheese. Is it Sniffles or Sneezer? Oh, um... Well, is it a baby? Like I, a baby looking? Is it a gray baby mouse? I think that's Sneezer. Because Sniffles was the OG. Sniffles was the the Looney Tunes character. Uh huh. Uh huh. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think that might be see which which very popular character on Tiny Tunes. Ah, ah, yes. True. <laughs> <laughs> you are absolutely right, and this is why I bring you on. You are you are the expert. <laughs> hey, you knew who Merlin the Magic Mouse was, all right? I didn't know that. All right. <laughs> I might remember Sneezer, but you you remember Merlin, okay? So but, <laughs> we're one to one. We're one to one. <laughs> but was I right then when that when Merlin takes his hat off, the bird that's on top of him looks like the the first Tweety bird design, the like no, no it, feathers. It does. It definitely okay. does. And I was reading into him, and he actually has a side character that he's usually associated with which is a mouse, yes. not a bird. And that obviously looks like a bird. And the the side character's name... Isn't it Second Banana? Uh, second Banana, yeah, yes, yeah, thank you. Was Second Banana usually under the hat? No, I think he was just like his sidekick. Yeah, he was just like the, his... Because you know, Merlin was kind of that, like, I'm a magician, but also, uh, uh, you know, con, a bit of a con man or con mouse, you know, always that sort of oh, that vibe. Yeah. So yeah, I think Second Banana was just always like his accomplice. They kind of had like a plucky Hampton... Sort of relationship, you say. So yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Like a Rocky, Roxy Mugsy. Yeah. Sort of. Very thing much. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta have. Gotta have one of those. Gotta have your sidekick. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, so thank you for clarifying that. Then we have uh, Merlin the Magic Mouse with his card trick, and Bugs is watching. I'm guessing he's trying to perform something for Bugs's attention. Yeah. Um. Some other great moments we have here is Bass holding up Plucky's hand, and Plucky is very mad, and she just slaps the hand like huh? giving herself an own high five. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little cute moment. I like that moment. Yeah, it was a good moment, and that's the moment that ends the trailer on, and then we get the 
the logo as we you know zoom in to the concentric circles here yeah and it's all yellow pastel yellow pastel colors of the the circles making up the luniversity logo i just love it there's a lot of class here and i think that it shows that it's in the it's it's in the right hands. It's going in the right direction, I think. Um, Aaron Gibson is the showrunner on this. And we got to hear a bit about the show from her perspective at Comic-Con. And she just seemed like somebody that was really interested in exploring more with these characters. Someone who grew up with the characters. And funnily enough, someone who came from a very heavy live action background. So this is her first animated thing ever. Nice. But it seems like she's taking the proper precautions to like make it look good and i i think the animation here looks immaculate I, th I think it looks really fun and the line work is really great so yeah i i would recommend watching the classics if you can and then also uh re-watching this trailer and getting a vibe for what we could expect coming this fall with tiny toons luniversity so andre you watched the trailer what was your initial reaction to it and and um what nostalgia vibes did you get from it Oh, I mean, yeah, like I said, it was mainly the design of it. I saw the original image that they showed when they first announced this thing of Buster and Babs, and I felt like that was already like, okay, this looks similar to the original series, but a little bit updated. Like, so it makes them look a little bit older. So I think they're trying to play more like Acme Lose a College, where I think before it was kind of like a, they never really, it was kind of like just a school, you know, back, back in, the, in the original <laughs> series. They never, I don't think they ever defined if it was like high school, middle school, whatever, it was just like a school. But I think here they're really trying to define like it is a college. So I thought that, but yeah, I just, like I said, I think the design of it is from what I could tell is like modern animation mixed with having that look and feel of the 90s series. So a little bit of nostalgic and new, I, I feel like some characters are going to probably feel exactly like they were in the nineties and other ones are probably going to get some kind of updates, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, yeah. uh, it is a new version of tiny twos. I really like these characters because I was, I was like hardcore about tiny twos when it got announced back in the nineties. Like I was like, I remember seeing it in a magazine with a whole like interview about it and just was like excited because I just liked the idea that it was a new generation because some people may not remember at that time, there was just like this whole trend of every classic cartoon character even either being turned into a little kid or having a kid. So it was like you either were like <laughs> Muppet Babies or Tom and Jerry kids, you know, oh, yeah. or you were like Popeye and Son. Or Pink Panther and Sons, you know. Uh, uh, so it was always one of the other. Yo Yogi, you know, where they when they were little kids, <laughs> you know. But yet, what also modern style, like it was like that was a thing. It was just a thing. It was it was a, a trend that happened. Uh, totally. And so Tiny Toons was like this interesting outlier of it plays in that same realm. We want to make, you know, younger versions of the Looney Tunes, but rather than it being like little bugs, little Daffy, it's like no, these are the next generation, and they're learning from the greats. So I thought that was a really good way to incorporate both these new characters as well as the classic Looney Tunes characters that we all know. And I think it, it continued to keep that Looney Tunes brand strong uh, in the 90s because totally. you had the classic cart. You could show the classic cartoons. You could show Looney Tunes and then have Tiny Tunes play right after it. And it feels like they're connected, you know? So I always thought that was that was nice. So if this series does, if if anything, if the series does that, if it, if it continues to make the Looney Tunes brand stronger for today, you know, because we have Looney Tunes cartoons on on Max. We have Bugs Bunny Builders for young people. We have even Space Jam New Legacy that just came out uh, recently. Yeah. So if this also, you know, keeps Looney Tunes fresh and it now also even brings Tiny Tunes fresh, that'd be great. 
I, I don't have much Tiny Toons merch. So if anything, <laughs> <laughs> I need my Tiny Toons merch. <laughs> I want a shirt. Let's get it in stores. I want some pops. <laughs> the one thing that I keep coming back to that has given me hope for this is that Spielberg is heavily involved. And it was yeah. off of the coattails of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Spielberg being instrumental in getting Disney and Warner Brothers to play nice and have both characters interact with each other. And yeah. then the resurgence of reruns of Looney Tunes on ABC, on NBC, and in the, the Saturday morning block. And that all coming to a head when you get Tiny Toons to emerge from that. And I believe that article you're referring to has a photo of Spielberg holding and being surrounded by Tiny yeah. Toons, like all over all his body. Tunes. I love it. It's so funny. He's like holding yeah. them in his hands. And they have like a bio. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. They have a yeah. bio for each of the characters. <laughs> I read that like back and forth. It was so, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like it, like there was just a time period. And, and I think part of it was because of cable television still mm. needing a lot of programming. Cause you know, now we see them making so much original programs, but early cable was very much what is out there that we can license and put on here. And they particularly want to have blocks for, you know, kids and families. So you could have, I mean, it was literally like there was a Looney Tunes on Nickelodeon series. Right. There was a Tom and Jerry's fun house, which would have like everything. It was like Looney Tunes. Tom and Jerry, Popeye, Three Stooges, Little Rascals, just whatever we can, whatever we can like mash together. I do want to say that, that was a show. That Tom and Jerry kids intro, that that theme, that slaps. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great song. But I'm talking about I'm talking about uh, on TBS. There used to be a thing called Tom and Jerry's Fun House. Oh okay. And it would just be a an hour block of just anything. So you could get you could literally get like Looney Tunes, uh, Popeye, uh, Tom and Jerry. Three Stooges, all of it was like together. Oh, wow. So like you got all Looney Tunes. That I remember TNT used to have Looney Tunes on TNT. Yes. And they would show it for a minute of time, and then you had the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings on ABC. So it was like they, like Looney Tunes were just on all the time. It, and then you would even have like those. You would go to like the dollar store or like the the discount store, and they would have like the public domain ones. <laughs> Then they could just throw on a videotape, you know, <laughs> or or they would have like you know, they would like throw a few shorts on there. So like Looney Tunes, it was just a huge presence. And even even with the apparel, you had like the the hip hop Looney Tunes shirts, some of which that were actually like licensed by Warner Brothers, I believe. So yeah, at just, the end of the nineties, you also had Michigan J Frog being the spokesperson for WB. WB. Yep, and then you had Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries at night. Um, playing in in some of those areas, yeah, yeah, and then peeking the brain image. So yeah, so you had so Looney Tunes yeah. just had a huge presence, and of course they were in merchandise. They were they were they were very much in a number of different types of merchandise. So I feel like all of that combined made sense why a show like Tiny Tunes would exist because it's like, well, here's another way to not only keep the Looney Tunes brand strong, but also capitalize on the let's turn every cartoon character into babies without necessarily doing it to the Looney Tunes themselves. I mean, eventually they did it <laughs> to the Looney Tunes. They had baby <laughs> right, Looney, Looney Tunes. Babies, yeah. <laughs> so, but at that time, it was like a, a neat way to do that. And then, of course, to have Spielberg's name on it, like you said, fresh off of of, of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and people were hyped for the Looney Tunes from that, being in a, in a technically a Disney movie. You know, like having yeah. his name across, and then that was a big thing as well, like Steven Spielberg going to make a cartoon series for weekday afternoons. Like that was just for, you know, Disney afternoon and syndicated shows like Steven Spielberg's doing this. So yeah, like it was, it was a huge impact. And then also that song. 
which <laughs> if you it's hear if you hear that tiny ever. tune song man it will not leave your brain <laughs> it's just something about that da, 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 i've i've hummed that randomly <laughs> at any time it's an earworm for sure it is yeah. and then if you play any tiny tunes video game it's just on loop in the background the entire time it's just you'll you'll not get rid of that that melody it's so good it's such a good good thing so <laughs> and it's funny because like on paper it's like how do you come up with something as iconic as the looney tunes intro that carl starling did yeah and then they did they did and yeah. it's like whoa that's, that's their all, song that's amazing yeah so is that gonna be a part i'm gonna ask to Thomas again is that <laughs> intro gonna be <laughs> a part of the Looniverse? well intro? It, they played some of it in the trailer you hear it in the background in the trailer i don't know if that was a snippet of what the new theme song will be like or if that was just using it because again nostalgia because you know it's 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 a new show but they obviously are trying to hit that nostalgia with it i would imagine so but i don't know you never know i mean animaniacs did the same song with but you know they made some updated lyrics so i could i could see yeah. that um but i don't know i don't know i would hope so because that is a good song i hope so <laughs> So I think that covers it for everything we know about Tiny Toons Luniversity. Um, I I love the fact that we got a trailer this early. I know that the show doesn't come out until the fall. Yeah. So there is still time for them to work out some kinks, like finish the animation, make everything look great. But from what I'm seeing, mm -hmm. I think I, I, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for it to drop tomorrow. <laughs> so give it to me. And yes, I, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to see it. I, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't know what has been confirmed about certain things, but just from some quotes and things I've read, I know there, there might be some differences with this one. So we'll see how that goes, but I don't want to fully judge it until I see it. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm just, it's just cool to see Tiny Toons make it back. When, when they, when they redid Animaniacs, I was like, yeah, you gotta do Tiny Toons, right? Like how, you can't just do Animaniacs and not do Tiny Toons. Hey, to walk to the Animaniacs can run. You, you just reminded me. So, so we do need to so yeah. talk about the elephant in the room while I have you, because this is a very controversial topic and it kind of divided the, the fandom. Oh boy. Um, so <laughs> what is your... <laughs> I'm going to tre tre tread lightly, Jonathan. Tread lightly. What is your take on Buster and Babs no longer being in a will they won't they relationship and now being fully confirmed as in a in a uh in a family like their brother and sister it's luke and leia man <laughs> they knew all along <laughs> it's funny i did just watch return of the jedi in theaters and i was like whoa <laughs> yeah um, you know, I mean, like, so that's what I was saying. Like, I, I feel like that they're really telling this as a yeah. reboot reboot in that sense. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's not, I'm like, I'm not going to like boycott a series or something weird like that. I'm like, no, I'm still going to watch the show. Um, it's just one of those things where I'm just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. I have to see the show to see if that change is justified because, if I'm being honest, the quote that I saw of why they did it, of like, oh, we don't want them to be antagonistic. We want them to grow up together and 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 have this this bond together as they go to this new location. I'm like, I have friends that I have a stronger <laughs> bond with than family members <laughs> in my life. 
But I, if the show somehow justifies why they made that choice, then I'm like, okay, well, that's that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And that's that's my perspective too. If the if the storylines validate that choice and that needed to be changed for some reason for the plot for the character development that happens, I I can go along with it and I'm open to it. But if it's right. if it's just in the background and not really necessary, then I'm gonna be questioning why the change was needed in the first place but also why it needed to be this big announcement because i believe it came out in at the comic-con reveal of some of the artwork and the showrunner being on stage and they said that they were siblings now and everybody you know immediately gasped and was like oh the no relation <laughs> joke is gonna be gone well, forever and I, yeah and i think that's the thing <laughs> i think it's not even so much the, the argument about related to, it's just that there was literally a joke in the original series right. about this like it was a it was a bit you know i'm buster bunny i'm bats bunny no relation they did it so many times right um so you know there is a little bit of like i'm the, obviously i'm sure the people that worked on the show watched the original series to, to some extent for inspiration so I don't know. I, it's, it's like I said, it's a hard thing to discuss without seeing the actual show. But as someone who can think of the standpoint of Tiny Toons, the original mm -hmm. came out in 1990, right? Like it's been yeah 30 some years. So there are going to be people who are going to watch like we grew up on it. And so we're interested in from a nostalgic standpoint. But this is a show that's going to be on Cartoon Network. This is a show that's going to be on Max. There's going to be a new generation that sees it. And by watching this, that might interest them to go back and see the original series. Right. And so I, I and so all I'm saying is it's a little bit different than say Animaniacs, where if you watched if you if the new Animaniacs was the first thing you ever saw and you liked it, and you're like, let me go back and watch the old Animaniacs outside of the characters that they didn't use in the new version, like you know, the uh, chicken well, they had chicken boo, but like the hip hippos or the uh minion buttons, some of those characters, you you'll learn about more of those. Right. But like Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, the same. Pinky and the Brain, the same. Just new, you know, new iterations of it. New situations. I wish we had so, Slappy Squirrel back in that new reboot. She was they, sorely they, missed. Yeah, they had a cameo of her. Spoiler alert. <laughs> they had a cameo of her in the last episode of season two. Not enough. Which Not I, enough. yeah, which I feel like, well, yeah. And I, and I was like, well, maybe that was the, the concept of if they got a season three, maybe they would have incorporated some Slappy Squirrel shorts. I love Slappy Squirrel. Uh, so I would have loved to see more of that. I would have loved to see, you know, even just more cameos of the other characters, even if they didn't have full segments, but just, you know, little shout outs. Because anytime they ever did, which were a couple episodes they did mention some of the other characters, that was always a nice little nod. Um, but I still, like I said, but I feel like the general feel of Animaniacs is the same. Yeah. Uh, from, going from the old series to the new series, you know, uh, that this, that's still there. So that's the only thing I think about when it comes to the situation of Tiny Toons of you know, when you when you decide to look and lay it, <laughs> there, there is going to be some questions because, look, I mean, like I said, I don't need I'm not here advocating for I need to see some, you know, cartoon bunny loving. But there are episodes of Tiny Toons where they do go on dates. They do kiss, you know. And so now it just, you know, it's a conversation that wasn't necessary <laughs> if, you, if you just left them as friends. At this you know, point in time, I do agree. And the the gleaming hope that we have is Spielberg is in charge of this and he's overseeing yeah. the project. And, you know, I think he has admiration for what the team did, Tom Ruger and everybody back in the 90s and what is going to be happening in this new series. I think he has confidence in that team and in those writers. So, again, 
waiting to see how it turns out. But at the moment, yeah. I am hoping. Not a deal breaker. Yeah, yeah and, but and not, not a deal breaker. breaker. I, yeah. by, by any means, <laughs> is that going to make me like not watch this show? Because there's going to be so much about this series that I'm excited about. Yeah. Because like I said, I do like these characters in general. So um, there's so much that I'm definitely stoked about and seeing this trailer alone. It looks very fun. It looks very exciting. I am excited to hear about the voices. I, I think Ashley's doing a great job as Babs from just a little bit I've heard so far. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm excited to see who the other voice actors are. Uh, I know some have been rumored or, 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 or hinted at in the interwebs, but we're going by officials only. So, uh, so I'm, I'm very curious to see what that, how that goes. And I'm just, I'm really intrigued to see if there is sort of a different vibe with this, the whole series, because while Tiny Toons, the original, obviously had Acme University, obviously had episodes revolved around that, there were also a lot of episodes that took place not even mentioning Acme Loop. Right, right. And it seems like this one is really trying to focus on, this is the adventures of them going to this school, going to this college. And so now I'm curious about, will every episode be centered around them being there that then leads to other situations. Like it, maybe they learn something in class and then that leads to an adventure that there where they, what they learned in class um, goes into their adventure. Are there going to be some episodes that don't play, take place in the school? Are they going to do like what the original series did where some episodes might be one full length episode, but then others might be two or three shorts, you know, like right, right, right. I'm just curious of like what the, what the format of, of the series is going to be. I think that's the um, part that I'm most excited about because I do love yeah. those episodes that were outside of the school, but I think that they've done such a good job of constructing the different buildings to different, yeah. uh, like there's an underwater building and then there's, you know, like a, <laughs> like a crazy gym and it's just going to be like an obstacle course and, and all this other stuff. And obviously like the football scene. So like we know that they're yeah. in the school to be in the school. So we want to see them graduate and get to that point where you know they have done schooling but i also hope that we get something outside of the school that's equally as exciting yeah absolutely i just yeah i think that we'll be interested to just see where they take these characters again comparing it to the original series yeah how much of the characteristics that we know because like when we think about the original series we think about how buster and babs and plucky and hampton's personalities were and so are those personalities going to play the same, but in this new iteration, in this new generation, or are there going to be specific changes to these characters? Um, which again, goes back to the whole Buster and Babs thing. Like, is there going to be something different about Buster and Babs that from the original to where some of these, these changes made? Because what, one of the things I always yeah. liked about Buster and Babs in general is I felt like they kind of played both sides of Bugs's personality. Because sure. Buster was the very like, smart Alex, sarcastic wordplay type of Bugs Bunny. Mm -hmm. And Babs is more of the loony, wacky, wearing costumes, you know, type of, of uh, doing impressions. And yelling. I think she Bugs had Bunny. the yelling part. Yeah, the yelling and yeah. everything. Yeah. So I felt like that they were kind of like the yin and yang of a, like the, like the, uh, the, the two halves of, of what Bugs' personality is. Um, and then Plucky was just all of Daffy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you have characters like Hampton, which were a little bit was a little bit different. He he mm -hmm. was the straight man uh, in some of the old shorts as well. But like this is sort of a different type of of character with that. Or you have someone like Furball, where you know he's still hungry, he's still trying to eat. You know, a sweetie in this case. But like they add the the whole effect of he's out in the streets, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> right. and that sort of thing. Um, so that's fun. Or like I said, with Calamity, they made him uh, a genius. 
in that he invents things as well as you know chasing little beeper in this case which so, I, I, you know, I always I, enjoyed those changes by the way yeah yeah that's that's really cool so i'm curious about how that's going to play into this and if they're planning on using any um characters more than maybe the original series did you know then what's what's that going to be like you know so um so yeah i have overall i have very high hopes for this uh, i'm wishing the best for this i'm excited about this um like i said i was so happy to see animaniacs come back i'm so happy to see this come back i'm so happy to see pinky and the brain come back we're living in a uh, renaissance we are we are freakazoid i hope i hope someone's knocking on your door <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed for that one as well i mean hysteria <laughs> hysteria could come back at this moment you don't know <laughs> Road Rovers could come back. We don't know. Toonsylvania, let's bring it all back. <laughs> well, let's see how Tiny Toons does first. And again, Andre, it's been yeah. a delight having you. Where can people find you online and listen to more about Tiny Toons from you? Well, I talk about a lot of nostalgic things. Well, some new things as well. And you can find that on my YouTube channel, Black Nerd Comedy. And I'm also on the social medias. TikTok is also Black Nerd Comedy. And then my Instagram is at Black Nerd. Uh, yeah, so I just I talk about all the things I'm into. I go to different types of events and things. I also sometimes occasionally host or or, or moderate different panels and things uh, that happen outside of my own personal space. But I'm just basically I'm a person for hire. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what I am. <laughs> Have geek will travel. Love it. Love so, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I appreciate it. And I've been doing this for a while. So I just I, to anyone out there is listening. I just appreciate. Thank you so much for following uh, my content for this long. I really do appreciate that. So thank you. Well, as a longtime follower, I, it, it is an honor to, again, talk to you and uh, consider you a friend. So thank you for that. And you can follow the podcast over at This Means Podcast over on Instagram and Facebook or This Means Pod. Oh, I've seen This Means Pod on Twitter. There's also a TikTok where I'll be talking about the Wiley Coyote movie uh, produced by James Gunn when there's a bit more information about that under the same oh, nice. hashtag. And yeah, so as always, that's not all, folks. And keep it loony. And that's a wrap.